Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thank you for joining us as we try to explain and present biblical prophecy. We're nearing the end of a mini-series looking at the summary of biblical prophecy in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. I can't recommend highly enough the value of the Catechism to give you an accurate, clear picture of the end times, because when you start studying biblical prophecy, since there's so many views, and there's views that are basically off-center within the Catholic Church and outside of the Catholic Church, just simply looking at these 10 paragraphs in the Catechism, like 670 to 680, will be of such benefit to you. And today I want to just cover what to expect during the end times. Everybody wants to know, what, what should I expect? And let me begin with three things not to expect. It's a very, very popular today, what's called dispensationalism or the rapture at any moment view, that believers, the true believers, will be taken out of the world before the seven years of tribulation and persecution begins. That's what you shouldn't believe, even though that belief is very widely uh spread through the media and all the prophecy books uh, in an evangelical bookstore on TV and all kinds of YouTubes and everything else. But that's not what the catechism's teaching, and I assert that that's not what the scriptures are teaching, is not what the church through the ages has held. Number two, you may not be aware of it, but particularly with our friends in the Russian Orthodox Church, and I do regard them as friends, some of those within that group or related to that group expect an upcoming Russian leader or even a king who will emerge to reestablish what they call the Third Rome, first Rome being Rome, Rome, Italy, second Rome being Constantinople, and the third Rome would be Moscow to reestablish uh, a golden age for the church. Uh, that's a good belief. There's even some Catholics that believe something similar to this. That's what not to expect. And number three, there are some Catholic experts that I have called in this series extreme preterist. A preterist believes that a lot of biblical prophecy is referring to things that have happened in the past, but they would take it a bit further, and many of the futuristic portions of biblical prophecies, they will say, no, belong in the past, and basically nullify them. And so you'll be told, there's really nothing to worry about, and I think that is a very dangerous position if Jesus warned us, the apostles warned us, our catechism warns us, and our popes warn us, and we're told by people we regard as scripture experts or uh, outstanding apologists saying there's nothing to worry about. 
Uh, I think that's a dangerous position to hold. So what should you believe? What should you expect during the end times? Uh, Before we get to the catechism sections themselves, this is going to be very simple in the catechism. Just start with my one of my favorite places to look for understanding biblical prophecy is St. Augustine's City of God and Book 20. And what is reflected in the catechism is very much taught in St. Augustine's City of God, Book 20. You don't need to read the whole City of God to get this. It's really located in Book 20. And here's what St. Augustine says. The last persecution by the Antichrist shall last for three years and six months, as we have already said, and as is affirmed both in the book of Revelation and by Daniel the prophet. And then he goes on to say, those who desire to understand the fitness of this interpretation may read Jerome's book on Daniel, which a lot of contemporary biblical scholars, Catholic especially, don't like. Bizarre, but that's what it is. Any case, Jerome's book on Daniel, which is written with a sufficiency of care, that he who reads this passage even half asleep cannot fail to see that the kingdom of the Antichrist shall fiercely, though for a short time, assail the church before the last judgment of God. So those who think we're going to be just lifted out of here and never see a problem, or there'll be a golden age to a, a, a Russian monarch, or if it's all re- all these warnings about persecutions, tribulations, and hard times is all in the past, don't worry about it. That's not what St. Augustine said at all. Here's what Jesus said, and it's in a very succinct manner that overturns the whole escapism type of view regarding the hard times immediately preceding the second coming of Christ. This is from the Gospel of John, chapter 17 and verse 15. Jesus said, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. In other words, they're not going to be raptured out before hard times come, but that God, Jesus is praying, would give grace to those who are the faithful followers of Jesus to get through those hard times, to keep them from stumbling and falling to the deceptions and the persecutions of the evil one. Here's from our first pope, 1 Peter, the epistle of 1 Peter, chapter 4 and verse 12. Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal which comes upon you to prove you as though something strange were happening to you. You see, what is really strange, so to speak, what is unique, what is different, is the religious freedom we have enjoyed in the West and particularly in the United States. And any notion of persecution or trouble, which St. Peter is telling us, this is the normal life for Catholics, in America, we want it the other way, and somebody comes along and say, here's a theory, you'll be just lifted out of here, and you don't have anything to worry about, or here's a theory of biblical prophecy. It's all past, so you don't have to worry about suffering, persecution, or, or tribulation. 
it's a good sell in America, and it's been kind of the norm. And when you're living in a certain cultural setting and context, namely religious freedom, freedom from persecution, you tend to expect the future to to be like the present and the past. What the Bible is saying, what the Catechism is saying, what St. Augustine is saying is that's not the case. Then we go to the first epistle of Paul to the Thessalonians. It's in St. Paul's epistle to the Thessalonians that the rapture at any moment theory has its primary uh, scripture proof text, so to speak, from chapter four of that book. But before you get to chapter four of 1 Thessalonians, just to put it in context, in chapter three, St. Paul says that he sent Timothy to the Thessalonians to exhort them so that, quote, no one be moved by these afflictions. You yourselves know that this is to be our lot. This is a normal Christian life. For when we were with you, we told you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction. And in verse 3, it says, don't be moved by these afflictions. In the original Greek language, this is the same word that's translated tribulations in English Bibles. So when he says, don't be moved by these afflictions or these tribulations, for you yourself know that we were to suffer tribulation or affliction. Again, this is the same Greek word used for tribulation and affliction. It's just two different English words to describe a single Greek word. Again, this is some biblical backdrop from our first pope, from Jesus himself, from St. Paul, from the quote-unquote rapture book of the, of the New Testament. So let's get to the catechism. And I'm just going to give you the section numbers, starting with 673. This eschatological coming, it's referring to the second coming of Christ, this eschatological coming and the final trial that will precede it. In other words, there's a final trial that will precede the second coming of Christ. And then 675, just two paragraphs further forward. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. How bad will faith be shaken? And just so you know, it's always good to ask, you know, Steve, why are you doing this? Well, it's because of footnote 574 for paragraph 675. And that scripture reference is Luke 18, verse 8, where Jesus says, when a son of man comes, this is the second coming, will he find faith on earth? It's, it's, it's that bad, okay? And then paragraph 677, the church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this final Passover when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. Holy Week is a paradigm, a picture, a preview of the seven-year tribulation. And in biblical prophecy, you could even call a seven-year period a week like the prophet Daniel does. So the kingdom, again, back to 677, will not 
come by historic triumph. In other words, no post-millennial view of a golden age. I have a book entitled Triumph, describing the Catholic Church. There's no golden triumph in history. I have another book called Phoenix from the Ashes. It's, you know, it's all going to resurrect before the second coming. No, there's no pre-second coming golden age. It says the church will not have a progressive ascendancy, but God's victory will come over the final unleashing of evil. So rather than triumph and golden ages and phoenix resurrections, there will be a final unleashing of evil. Get sober, get tough, get realistic, and get fixed on the truth that's staring you in the face. There's no escaping this. And then Cardinal Ratzinger, this is before he was Pope Benedict XVI, had an article entitled Eschatology and Utopia. Utopia literally means nowhere. Eschatology is based on the improper interpretation from the Bible. And to me, he says it in a sentence. Waiting for a glorious age within history is a schizoid expectation. I'm going to say that again. Waiting for a glorious age, no matter what your theory, waiting for that age within history is a schizoid expectation. So, what should we expect before the end of the world? You look at the Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 670 through 680, and then maybe too, the City of God, where St. Augustine says, in the end of the world, there will be a time of Antichrist tribulation, such as never been before. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 325 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.